going on, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Vic, and welcome back to Victory Lane. On today's episode, guys, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl matchup. Not to mention, both the LA Rams and the Brooklyn Nets have been involved in some serious trades recently. We're going to talk about all of it. So, guys, pull up a seat, grab a cold one, and DJ... Hit my damn music! What's up, guys? So let's get into it. Let's talk about this big-time matchup, the Super Bowl on Sunday. It is going to be between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh my goodness, guys. I'm beyond hype for this matchup. It is the matchup I personally wanted to see all season long, and we're going to get every bit of it. It is going to be high octane. It is going to be fast paced. It is going to be just an absolute dogfight between these two teams. So let's talk about how each team got to the big dance. Let's start off with Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So guys, they went into Washington in the wild card matchup. Granted, they played a very banged up Washington football team on a fourth string quarterback, but Tom Brady went into the nation's capital and handled business and took them out. Quick, swift, and fast, and in a hurry. After that, he took his talents down to New Orleans and said, what's up, Drew? Let's see what's popping. And he took out the New Orleans Saints. Granted, guys, going into this game, the Saints were clicking on all cylinders. Drew Brees was playing phenomenal football behind Alvin Kamara and company. It was unbelievable. But Tom just defied all odds and beat the Saints in Louisiana. And after the game, Drew Brees actually announced his retirement. It was crazy. And then following the next week, Tom took his talents over to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and faced Aaron Rodgers, who was the best player this season, the MVP candidate. He was nothing short of sensational with Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, and that defense who played pretty well. But in this game, the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed. Tom Brady was swinging and just dialing it up all game long, throwing darts to his receivers, to Scotty Miller, to Mike Evans, and even Leonard Fournette said, give me the rock, I'm going to take it to the house, and got himself a touchdown as well during the game. It was close, it came down to the final possessions, but Tom Brady edged out the MVP this year in Aaron Rodgers and punched his ticket to the Super Bowl. Now, Let's talk about the AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, their road to the Super Bowl was a bit different. They finished the number one seed in the AFC and had a first-round bye, so they didn't have to play in the wild-card round. But in the divisional round, they played the Cleveland Browns. And this game, guys, was very nerve-wracking. Patrick Mahomes got hurt middle of the game with a neck injury. It almost seemed like he had a concussion, and he was ruled out for the rest of the game. And that was during the second quarter. 
quarter. So they had to put in Chad Henney to finish the game. And shout out to Chad Henney one time. He came through in the clutch for this team. Balling out, doing anything he could to get a first down and get this win for the Chiefs. And he did just that. Andy Reid dialed up this very gutsy play call in the game where it could have gone either way. The Browns could have got the ball back to win the game and had Chet Henney roll out and throw a very quick slant past Tyreek Hill to clinch the game for the Chiefs and advance them to the AFC Championship game. In the AFC Championship game, they played big boy Josh Allen. And this kid has a cannon arm and has been playing phenomenal football all season long. Bills Mafia, shout out to y'all. It was incredible to watch this team play week in, week out. Very solid players across the board with Stephon Diggs as the primary receiver having a damn career year. But in this game against Patrick Mahomes, he made a comeback this week. All clear from his neck injury. He was dealing left and right. And I mean, everybody in this game was eating from Travis Kelsey to Tyreek Hill. Everybody and anybody got a touchdown, and it was a blowout by the third quarter, and the Chiefs punched their ticket to the Super Bowl. So if you ask me here, right here, right now, who was my pick to win it between these two teams? I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. This offense is the most dynamic offense in the league, bar none. With Patrick Mahomes at the helm, this offense is darn near impossible to stop. With Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, not to mention Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, they have a lot of receivers at their display. And it's just going to be too much to handle. Not to mention, they have Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards Alaire at the running back position to run the ball well for them. And it's going to be fun. And I just feel that it's going to be too much for that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense to handle with all those different moving pieces that Andy Reid is going to be shifting back back and forth. I just see that being too much for the Buccaneers offense to handle. The Bucs have a great defense, but going up against the best offense in the league and Patrick Mahomes and all of their pieces, it'll be too much for the Buccaneers defense. Now, let's give credit to Tom Brady. He's got a stout offense as well with A.B., Mike Evans, Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette to come out and show out, but it just won't be enough. It'll be close, but I see the Chiefs slightly as at the Buccaneers to win their second Super Bowl in back-to-back -back years. Now, let's talk about the big trade that the Los Angeles Rams just did on Super Bowl week. Now, the Rams have traded Jared Goff, their former number one overall pick, to the Detroit Lions for Matthew Stafford. Holy crap, guys. This is huge news. Big pieces moving left and right in the league. And I think the LA Rams got an absolute steal in Matthew Stafford. He has been flying under the radar for so many years in Detroit. They have been looking horrible. And it's not because of Matthew Stafford. I just think the organization has not put the proper pieces around him. He has had Calvin Johnson and a few other pieces here and there. But it just hasn't been enough to really supplant that Detroit Lions team 
to the playoffs and even make a deep postseason run. And I feel like giving him a new landscape in L.A. where he's best friends with Clayton Kershaw in that Sean McVay offense with so many weapons like Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Cam Akers as the running back that he's going to be wheeling and dealing for the L.A. Rams. And this is just an absolute slam perfect landing place for him and the Rams got a huge one in big boy Matthew Stafford now looking at Jared Goff Jared Goff going to Detroit I'm kind of sad to see him go I thought he had a bad shake in this trade he looked good at times but it just was a matter of consistency he really couldn't put it together he looked good in stretches he definitely showed some arm strength but I just think his awareness in the pocket he was sacked a lot that was due in part to his offensive line but also mostly due to his just pocket awareness he held onto the ball too long he kind of had those jitter feet where he's kind of not sure when to throw it or who to throw it to and I feel like he had to go there was just no way around this he was the weak link in that offense he just couldn't sustain good drives good quality drives to keep the ball moving up and down the field and putting in Matthew Stafford is Definitely a huge upgrade on the Rams' part, and I think that Jared Goff going to Detroit would be a good change of pace for him. It'll allow him to have a new offense, have a system put in place around him, and hopefully he can succeed in Detroit. But looking forward to next year, I see the Rams making a huge leap. This is the kind of move that will definitely propel this team to the next level. I mean, they went all in on the trade, guys. They gave the Detroit Lions multiple first-round picks on top of Jared Goff. I think for the next two or three years, they don't have their first-round pick. That'll be about five to seven years straight of not drafting in the first round. Not to mention they threw in a third-round pick as well in this year's draft. So there was definitely equal compensation for for Matthew Stafford, and I see it paying dividends from the jump next season. The Rams will be a transformed team. It'll be more of a gunslinger mentality because that's the way Stafford likes to play the game, and I see them winning about 11 to 12 games and really making a strong playoff push down the stretch and finishing with about 11 to 12 wins to round out the season. Now, let's get into the NBA, and last time we spoke, there was no real major trade news, but man has it picked up in a hurry. So guys, James Harden has been traded from the Houston Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. This might be the best show on the court in quite some time, guys, probably since the days of the Warriors with KD, Steph, Clay and Draymond just absolutely running it up and down the field for the Golden State Warriors. This Nets offense is that next super team in the league. Now, the Nets had to give away a lot of pieces to make this trade happen. They had to trade away Jared Allen to Cleveland. They had to give up multiple first-round picks to the Rockets, I think, for the next couple of years in the deal. But Brooklyn's betting on the chance that this is going to be the most high-prolific offense in quite some time. And it damn sure will because you have three 20-plus-per-game scores coming out of the jump. I think that they're going to definitely lack defensively. And so far, since this trade has gone down, they've played a couple of games, and they are horrific on the defensive end. I mean, my goodness, they're allowing close to 135 points per game. So they need a stopper down low to 
kind of make things competitive and keep these other teams from absolutely running it up on them. But if they can get that piece by the trade deadline or maybe in the buyout market, this team has some potential. The Brooklyn Nets are going to make an interesting case in the Eastern Conference. I think with their offensive firepower, they should make a deep run and probably win the Eastern Conference. But when they go up against teams like Philadelphia with a guy down low like Joel Embiid, he's going to punish them. So it's going to be key to pick up a new center to definitely fortify that defensive front. All in all, I feel like the trade worked out well for both sides. The Houston Rockets were able to get back equal compensation for James Harden in a multitude of first-round draft picks, not to mention Oladipo coming in from Indiana in the trade as well was a huge pickup. To pair him with John Wall and Christian Wood and DeMarcus Cousins and company will be a nice fit. And then looking on the side of Brooklyn, they get their win-now approach. Getting three all-star players on one team is an all-in situation, which which will help them get to the NBA Finals, hopefully this year, if not next year. But it's an all-in situation, and I like it on the part of Brooklyn, risking it all to get the job done. With that being said, guys, I'm going to thank you all for tuning into another episode of Victory Lane. Next time, we get into talking about the outcome of the Super Bowl. Who won the game? Who got that much-needed championship trophy and bringing it back to their hometown? We'll see what happens, not to mention the NBA has a lot going on. The All-Star Game is approaching. We'll talk about is it safe to have one during this time in the pandemic. And we'll see which of the top-seeded teams will be able to break apart from the pack. Will it be the Brooklyn Nets, the Lakers? Maybe it'll be the Utah Jazz. We're going to dissect all of it, guys. So stay safe, have a good one, and I will see you all on the next one.